Today's episode is brought to you by Primetime Sports Talk, your top source for all major sports content, including DFS, fantasy advice, and great gambling tips. Be sure to head over to primetimesportstalk.com to check out their in-depth analysis, exclusive articles, fascinating interviews, and explore the rest of their amazing podcast family. Again, primetimesportstalk.com, your go-to spot for sports content. The NBA offseason is here and the rumors are flying. Welcome back to the Hail Marys and Hoops podcast. I'm Jeff Pratt, joined by Jeremy Guerin this time. No Anton Lee. While we're recording this, we think he's asleep, but we had some breaking news this morning. According to Bleacher Reports' Jake Fisher, word has spread across front offices around the NBA. Bradley Beal is weighing whether to request a trade from the Washington Wizards. He knows he has a decision to make before the draft, says one source. And then we got more information from Jake Fisher saying that he would welcome a trade to teams such as Boston, Golden State, Miami, or Philadelphia. Jeremy, welcome back to the show. What was your initial reaction to this news? Um, I would say originally it's about time. He definitely should have gotten out of Washington before uh, this. I'm surprised he didn't request a trade sooner. I'll give him props for it, though. I'm, I'm definitely happy that he didn't go and request a trade, you know, two years ago and get traded to the Lakers because that could have been a real crapshoot as a Celtics fan. Um, I'm not surprised by it. I think the Wizards have done a whole lot of losing. And if you want to compare the two stars that have shown loyalty to their teams um, throughout their careers thus far, you got Giannis and you got Beal. And I think that the Bucks have tried to build around Giannis. They've tried to improve the team. Whereas the Wizards have kind of just been treading water. You didn't really know who was the alpha for a while between Beal and John Wall. And getting Russell Westbrook wasn't bad. The two put up monster numbers. But the Wizards have not done well while Beal has been the number one option there. So I think it was about time. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, you look at Bradley Beal. As you said, it's impressive that he's lasted this long. And we we know every offseason... For the, fast, for the past few years that's come out, it's been like, oh, people assume Beal's going to request a trade, and then he comes out and says that he's happy in Washington. And that didn't happen this offseason up to this point. So you kind of figured this was coming. He's got one year left on his deal before he can opt out and uh, enter unrestricted free agency. So I'm sure that whatever team deals for him would like to have an extension in place. That's definitely something uh, that's necessary when looking at Bradley Beal. He's 28. He's in his prime right now. He was the second leading scorer in the NBA last year. I think he would have had it if he wasn't dealing with that nagging hamstring issue for the last couple of games. So you know what you're getting from him. He's he's an elite scorer. He's an underrated playmaker, a good teammate. Every guy that runs through there, John Wall, Russell Westbrook, they have nothing but great things to say about Bradley Beal. Now let's take a look into the four suitors that were listed by Jake Fisher. And for me, the one that immediately jumps off the page is Philadelphia because you look at what they have and who the centerpiece of that package would be, it's obviously Ben Simmons. I think we'll get into Boston later, because obviously they have the biggest connection to Bradley Beal. Uh, I don't think they're willing to throw their biggest potential trade piece on the table for Beal, especially considering his contract and his age. I think Philadelphia is Philadelphia is 100% willing to trade Ben Simmons. We know they are for a guy like Bradley Beal. And it all comes down to, how does Washington view Simmons as a prospect? Do they think, do they like his defensive potential and think that they can work and tune up his offensive game? Or do they think he's a lost cause on that side of the ball? And if that's the case, 
I don't see them really being interested in him, and that's when the other three teams come into play. But for me, if Washington likes Ben Simmons, then he's going to go to the Sixers. Bradley Beal is. He's probably out of the, out of the four teams that have assets to offer. He is the greatest single asset that you can give because he's got term, albeit at a very very increased uh, contract price from where I would pay him, as we went over on the last podcast. Um, but that could also mean that you could get extra draft picks in order to take that contract on. I don't know how it would work in terms of Washington how they value Ben Simmons. Uh, I know I sure don't, but. Like it or not, he is an all-star. He has been an all-star, and he's been a decent defensive player. Uh, it's just really up to Washington as to whether or not they'd pay $170 million for it. Uh, interestingly enough, I, I want to I wanna think about that, uh, that Beal and Embiid combination along with Tobias Harris. I think that Beal can improve his defense because at the end of the day, defense is just effort. But with him and Curry and Danny Green... I feel like that's kind of redundant. You got three guys that basically say play the same position because none of them you are say true. Say Danny Green. Yeah, because they're all on the Sixers, no? Oh, the Sixers. Yeah, oh, I thought you were talking about the Warriors for a second. Since I was no. like Curry, now you meant Draymond Green. I was a little confused there, but sure. No. But uh, Dr- Danny Green, I believe he is a free agent, and they're not expecting him to be back. Okay, good, because I probably wouldn't resign him either. Anyway, yeah. Um, Seth Curry and Bradley Beal are both both twos. They're neither of them are point guards. So it's interesting to see how that would mesh. I want to see who would handle the ball there. Would it just be Embiid bringing the ball up the court? But you're going to ask a guy who already is not doesn't have very good conditioning to go up and down the court, handle the ball, and guard uh, guard the paint on the other end. That could be very interesting. You could tire Embiid out very quickly that way. So maybe I kind of do want Philly to do that. Could be interesting. Yeah, I think that you know if Philly's making this uh, deal. Washington would probably also push for Tyrese Maxey, but if they were willing, if they were able to keep Maxey, he'd definitely just start at point guard for them. And then Beal, he's not a one, as you said, nowhere near a traditional uh, pass for his point guard, but he did average four and a half assists last year. So it's not like he's a uncapable playmaker. The dude, he can handle the ball. I think it'd probably be a timeshare of Maxey, Beal, and then Shake Milton if he's still there at the one. And, you know, it. In the NBA right now, you don't need a true point guard. It's all about wings, bigs, and ball handlers. And I think Bradley Beal is a guy you can throw into that ball handling uh, section. So that's Philly for you. One thing that uh, interested me is, Jeremy, did you say that you view Ben Simmons or you think the league would view Ben Simmons as the best possible trade piece uh, that Washington could get for Bradley Beal? Um, the greatest single the be- asset? The best trade? Yes. Yes, because I Over think Jalen Brown. Yes, really. Wow, that. Uh, so for backstory, Jeremy. Yes, he's a Celtics fan. He's a little low on Jalen Brown. I think that's the nice way to put it. But I think that's a, a ridiculous statement. Sell me on why Ben Simmons is a better asset than Jalen Brown. He's more available than Jalen Brown. <laughs> right. Okay. Not sure. not not even not even health wise. I'm saying that Philly would make. Ben Simmons available oh, but he's, he's before not more Jalen before Jalen Brown would become available in trade talks. I'm telling you that the Celtics would do everything they could to trade everyone but Jalen Brown and Tatum, obviously, but that's a given. At, well, Philly would be like, here, you want Simmons? You want other guys to make you take Simmons? Here you go. Sure, yeah, but but we're talking about a trade piece that could be on the table. So, like, let's say in a weird dimension, we'll, we'll shift into Boston here. Uh, Jason Tatum says, I need Bradley Beal on my team. And uh, Washington also likes Ben Simmons. And then you're in a weird spot where I, I don't think Brad Stevens would trade Jalen Brown. Uh, plus I think it'd be plus more. To... You'd have to trade him plus more. 
I don't know about that because you he's think, under contract. You think that you could trade Brown for Beal straight up? I think you could trade Brown for Beal and then a couple picks. I don't even know if you need to throw in a young player. Just because we look at what they do, uh, Jalen Brown, he's a much better defender. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. Uh, he improved his playmaking last year in the second half of the season. He is more available than Ben Simmons health-wise, by the way. Ben Simmons, he's had a crazy injury history. Yes, Jalen Brown, he's coming off um, uh, wrist surgery, but it looks like he's already pretty much healed and he's going to be back in the gym soon. He's under contract for three more years at a much more reasonable price than Ben Simmons. So if we're just talking best overall piece, I think Jalen blows him out of the water. Now, best realistic piece Absolutely, it's Ben Simmons because, as you said, Boston, they don't want to give up Jalen Brown. And we'll shift into the Celtics here. Uh, if they're not going to be giving up Jalen Brown, um, what do you think that that trade package would look like, Jeremy? If the Celtics were going to go and trade for Bradley Beal? Yes, and they were not giving up Jalen. Yeah, I'm trying to think it out. So uh, one of my friends sent me in uh, a mock trade thing earlier today as soon as I sent the uh, – the Bradley Beal trade request tweet. I think I did too. It was actually. smart. Hang on, I got I, you. You talk. You fill time. I got to go find this thing. Because sure, was, I, I are you? Is it my text? No. That I sent in. No. Okay. It's um, okay. Here we go. Marcus Smart, Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, a 2023rd first and a 2026 first. I would do that okay. deal all day, okay, twice you, on Sundays, and throw in another another pick if they really wanted it. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to give up a little more um, than that. But I would trade that, Rob. That, I would. I don't. If I have it a means feeling not he's not in those. Sure, sure, yeah. But I have a feeling that he is not in those trade discussions for whatever reason. Because we know that if you're bringing in Bradley Beal, it's like yes, you're creating a three-headed mon- uh, monster on offense. But then you need versatility uh, because, as you said, you still don't have that true point guard. And Brad, and not Brad, Rob Williams might be the best passer uh, on that offensive unit if he's the starting center. And we know they're going to do what they take. Uh, whatever it takes to keep him. But if he comes up in those trade discussions, uh, I, I think it's possible. I think I had, what was it, Marcus Smart. Uh, you got to throw in Tristan Thompson just for contract uh, matching reasons. He's just like a net negative gain, realistically neutral at best, if you're the Celtics. Uh, then you throw in Neesmith and Romeo. Um, I don't think you throw in Rob. Rob will replace one of those guys. And then you do uh picks in like what 2022 2024 2026 and then pick swaps the other two years uh to pretty much put washington in a position to have a better first round pick for five straight years you're not giving up jalen brown so you theoretically won't need those first round picks especially if you're going to extend bradley beal he's here for another four years that takes until he's 32 which is probably the end of his prime uh i think that if you're the celtics that's about as good of a trade as you're gonna get I like the idea of trading everyone but Brown to go and get Beal, but I think that the X factor in this is Beal himself. Now, we touched on a team that has the most connection to Beal, and it is Boston because of the Jason Tatum link. Uh, Obviously, those guys haven't grown up playing together in the St. Louis area. So if I'm I'm Beal, and I really like Jason Tatum that much, and I really am that sad about not playing with him in the Olympics, and I really want to get there, I just say that I'm only going to go to Boston. I'm only going to want to re-sign in Boston. You go pull an Anthony Davis, you go pull a James Harden and make them do the deal. Um, I think the Nets gave up, what was it, seven first-round picks and Karis LeVert and Garrett Allen 
I think it was you a could, little you, yeah. less picks wise than that. You but yeah, get, similar you, package. You could do. I mean, at that point, I thought that they were going to have to trade Dinwiddie with him. I thought they were going to have to trade Joe Harris there too. But the fact that they had, he said he only wanted to get traded to the Nets helped that Nets package, even though it was a crap ton of uh, assets. It's because James Harden is an MVP and one of the top scorers of this generation. Now Beal is a very good scorer, but he is nowhere near James Harden in the other categories. Maybe he's close to him in defense because they both kind of suck there. But I think he might be better in defense. But that's not saying much. I know. So you can get uh, a depressed package for him if he leverages the Wizards and says, look, you can go and trade me anywhere else. I don't care. But in a year, I'm, I'm going to go to Boston no matter what. So you guys go try and get whatever you can from me. Or you can go to Boston and get a slightly, slightly better package from them than you would for a one-year rental package. But it's still not going to be the, the true value that you could get. Exactly, and you nailed it. Beal, he really does have all the leverage here, unlike a situation like Damian Lillard, who's under contract for four more years, three at the very least, because he's got a player option on that fourth. He's going to hit unrestricted free agency wherever he goes after one season. But if he says, you know, I'll re-sign in Boston, I don't really have an interest in re-signing in Philly, or just not even giving a commitment, because I do think that any of these teams that want to trade for Bradley Beal, they'd like to get a commitment from him pretty much right off the bat, just like the Lakers got from Anthony Davis that he would be re-signing when he hit unrestricted free agency. And I think Boston is one of those spots where you can pretty much lock it in. I'm sure that Tatum is on the phone with Bradley Beal right now, if if not, if he wasn't already this morning trying to convince him to do exactly what you said, Jeremy, tell the Wizards that he only wants to go to Boston or that Boston is by far his preferred destination. And if that's the case, then that really puts the Celtics in the driver's seat here. Obviously, that's a big decision that only Beal can make, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. So we've touched on, in probably our opinion, the two most likely destinations for Bradley Beal for a variety of reasons. But now let's get into one that can put together a really good package. Uh, Anton and I talked about it in the Trailblazers episode because it's the Warriors similarly putting together that package for Damian Lillard. Uh, You look at what they can offer, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, who was the number three overall pick last year. Um, number two, sorry, LaMelo went three. And then uh, pick seven and 14 from this really deep draft class. Where do you think that stands uh, among Washington's potential offers? I think the one thing Golden State doesn't have that Philly or Boston would be able to offer them is cap relief because you'd have to trade for Wiggins, and Wiggins is on a max deal. Wiseman is on his rookie contract and you have two bona fide lottery selections and a draft that I know basically nobody in. So I'm looking at this Warriors package and I'd say, yeah, I, if, if I'm the Wizards right now, given what I could get for, um, any, for, for Bradley Beal, the Warriors, I'd probably go to them first if I'm that confident in my drafting abilities because then you can go and bring up these guys all at once. You, can, you got Rui, who was drafted two years ago. Denny got drafted last year. These two lottery picks, and you can try and make the core of those four players and try and bring them up together. Now, that's a lot, a lot of that is dependent on whether or not um, Hachimura and Avdia can actually develop it all. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I would, if I, like I said, if I'm the Wizards and I could trade them anywhere and I know that I can get the max value possible, I'm going to the Warriors and saying, look, I want Wiggins, I want seven, I want Wiseman, and you can throw in a future first. I don't need 14. And then see what happens. Really? Yeah. You have, you just have no need for 14? A lottery pick in this draft class? No. I, I, I mean, I, I, now this is admittedly biased of me, but I've seen enough of Danny Ainge trying to draft in the 14 to 18 range and seeing it just blow up in our faces time and time again. So I'm, I'm good with that. Thanks. Sure, but that's just Danny Ainge. Like, we look at who just won finals MVP. He went at what, 15? 
So it, it is, is all that, dependent. Though? Yeah, it is all dependent. And the Wizards haven't necessarily drafted very well over the past couple of years either. Although I do like Rui. Um, I think that Denny is a good player, but they just weren't using him correctly. So that's something that's going to be interesting to see how uh, he's incorporated into their offense. Whoever's on that team coming off a really bad injury. So uh, yeah, we'll see how they do. I think that it's definitely an enticing package for Washington. But the question is, uh, and why I think they're number three on my list is because if you like Ben Simmons, he's the most available, best prospect. That's an obvious trade. But if Bradley Beal says he will only re-sign in Boston, then they're number one on that list. And you're kind of forced into a situation you don't really want to be in if you're the Wizards. Um, But if Bradley Beal truly says, trade me wherever, and Washington doesn't like Ben Simmons, then the the Warriors probably jump up to one on this list. So we've touched on the three teams uh, that Jake Fisher listed as preferred destinations for Beal. We're going to move on to the fourth, which seems to be like the Celtics, Lakers, Warriors, etc. around this time of the offseason and every single trade or free agency rumors, it is the Miami Heat. Uh, This package, I put together this one, Jeremy. Let me know what you think of it. It's Goran Dragic, and this would be assuming that the Heat accept his team option, uh, which is worth around $15 million, I believe. Tyler Hero, Precious Achua, and then three first-rounders. I mean, I think the Wizards could get better from the other three. What do you think? Um, I would like to see them trade Duncan Robinson. I think you're going to need to trade Duncan Robinson if you want to go and get him. I think that you're going to have to basically destroy your entire bench to try and get Bradley Beal. But in terms of Miami, does this really help you? Like, yeah, okay, you can pair him with Jimmy Butler. But now we're just back to the same scenario where Bradley Beal is is going to be the top offensive option on a team with a secondary star. I don't know if that gets you any closer to the finals. Do you? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that obviously when you're Pat Riley, you're looking at pulling the trigger on any move that can bring star talent into Miami. Um, but yeah, I really don't know how he fits with Jimmy Butler. I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler guy. I think he disappointed this year. Um, obviously, he had to deal with covid and Bam Adebayo, who knows what he can be. He's got to develop a three-point shot at this point. I, he's a great player, obviously uh, very versatile, but until he can shoot the three consistently, he's, he's a little bit limited. So you got two guys who can't shoot the three, and Bam and Jimmy, and then Beal obviously can, but we're back in the same question we've been talking about for a lot of these teams besides the Warriors. Who's running point if, uh, if you make this deal? Because someone needs to get these guys the ball. Is it Jimmy Butler? Because he is a decent facilitator. I don't know. I want to see I want to see that threesome in action in like a summer league game, but I don't think it would go that well. Not a summer league game, a preseason game, excuse me. I just don't think it would go that well. I think it'd be interesting to try run for like threes on blacktop in NBA 2K, but it's not going to work well in a game situation, especially if you're going to weaken down that Miami bench which was its best weapon on its way to the finals was those guys coming off the bench. Yeah. I agree. All right, so those are the four uh, preferred destinations for Bradley Beal. I think he's going to land somewhere, and it's going to be soon because that decision will be made before the draft, and that trade would probably happen before the draft. So these packages will be coming in very soon. Uh, Pay attention to Twitter. Have your notifications on. Jeremy, do you think there's any possibility if he's traded he lands in a team not named here? No. I don't think anyone else has the cap space and the assets to try and satisfy Washington 
Don't let Lakers fans tell you any different. It's not gonna. He's not going there. And I don't think he's going to the Clippers unless they're gonna trade like Paul George. And I don't think that that would be smart on them either. Um, I will say that I did see something. I I lost it. I tried to go find it again. I couldn't find it. But there was some dude with a check mark, which means very little these days in terms of actual credibility, that said that Daryl Morey's trying to explore scenarios in which he can get both Damian Lillard and Bradley Beal. And if you pair yeah, him yeah. with Embiid, just... that would be freaking disgusting. Sure, that's impossible. <laughs> it can't. It, that can't happen. See, I, th- I thought the... James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant was also impossible, so I rule out. Yeah, but they brought two of those guys in via free agency and then traded for one by trading their entire team. Right? It's like a similar situation to the Celtics, except the Celtics are the dollar store version of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and what the Nets were working with. So, um, I, I mean, if the Sixers land one of those guys, they're in a great spot, but there's zero chance they land. I mean, Curry, uh, Maxi, Thibel is an interesting uh, package to send to one team, and then you go trade Simmons to the other team and just sell out your first-round picks for the next dozen years and see what happens. But So, yes, theoretically, but I think that let's say they land Bradley Beal before the uh, draft, and then Daryl Morey turns his attention to, uh, to Portland and says, we will give you anything you want. I think that other teams around the league would pretty much be forced into trading for Damian Lillard and giving up a better package before they would allow that trio to be formed. What do you mean by that? You mean like the league's going to step in, or you mean like other teams around the league don't want it to happen and then they'd step in? Yeah, yeah, other teams around the league. Let's say like Boston's like, all right, we can't I mean, I I think the Nets would be fine with that. I think the Nets would see there and be like, all right, good luck. You have fun because you just got the dollar store version of us. Yeah, I guess so, but... um. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I do think that one potential team that has the package and the cap space to put together a trade for Bradley Beal Sacramento. is the Pelicans. No, yeah, <laughs> Sacramento. Um, uh, I think it's the Pelicans, but why would he want to go to New Orleans right Does now? he have a no He's trade clause? Gonna... No. Okay, interesting. He does not. O- almost no players in the NBA have a no trade clause at this point. Um, it's very rare nowadays but it's uh all the obviously, contracts are four years yep uh pretty much so all right those are the four teams that bradley beal could be traded to jeremy uh obviously this was a shorter edition of this podcast so before we head out give me your prediction is bradley beal going somewhere and if so where is he landing uh if he goes anywhere it's going to be right before the season i think that the wizards not are gonna at the tra- draft no i think the wizards are going to try and hold out if they can, I just think that it's too it's too compressed of a timeline to try and find a suitable trade for Bradley Beal within a week. With James Harden, they were waiting for a couple of weeks before he got traded, if memory serves. I think. Yeah, that but that, they uh, they also missed out on the best packages by holding out. That's a good point. I mean, I could I could see either way. Something tells me the Wizards management's going to screw it up like they always do. So it would make sense that they wait until like training camp or whatever preseason to yeah. try and trade them. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that that if. He's going to get traded. He's going to let them know very soon. If, okay, and let, gonna... me, let me put it this way, though. If he's going to get traded before or by the draft, it's going to be to the Warriors because Philly only has like a late first-round pick. Boston doesn't have a first-round pick this year. The only timeline that would need to get sped up if you were trading around the draft would be for the Warriors draft pick 7 and 14. Sure. Um, let's just say he's getting traded. It doesn't matter when the timeline is. Is it still the Warriors for you, or do you think you can go somewhere else? I hope it's the Warriors because I don't have faith in the Celtics to offer up Brown in a trade for him, and I don't want him to be in the East. So I'll say because of my 
want because it also takes the Warriors out of the Lillard sweepstakes, which would also be good. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to the Celtics. And I think it's going to be a similar haul to what we saw for James Harden, Mark Smart, Tristan Thompson, a bunch of young guys. They're going to gut their roster pretty much and then rely on having those three guys and bringing in players on the vet minimum. And or, Peyton Pritchard. And Peyton Pritchard running the one, maybe? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, I think he's going to Boston. I think that bond with Jason Tatum is is too tight. Obviously, I'm a little biased there, but yeah. So that is going to wrap up this episode of the Emergency Hail Marys and Hoops podcast, breaking down Bradley Beal's potential trade request. I'm Jeff Pratt, uh, a social and content intern at DraftKings and a fantasy slash NBA NFL analyst at Primetime Sports Talk. Jeremy, what's your position? Where can we find you on social media? All right, I'm going to change it up this week because we've already done one episode. Um, you can find my work at Primetime Sports Talk. That would be Talk Primetime on Twitter and at PT Sports Talk on Instagram. The Instagram's the main one. I make graphics for them. I do a bunch of different social media series and stuff. Um, so you can find my work on there. Also, catch us next week for the NFL episode because we're going to do a couple of NFL topics, including the news that was breaking late last night in terms of the time that we're recording this with Aaron Rodgers and his supposed retirement. So definitely stay tuned for next week for that. Absolutely. Jeremy does some phenomenal work. He's going to make some team very happy one day once he gets out of college. Jeremy, thank you, as always, for coming on. Uh, I'm going to wrap things up now. Stay safe for all of you listening. Have a good one.